What's up, guys and girls? My name is Ray A. Lalani, a.k.a. The Guy in the Red Hat. Thank you for tuning in to the Generation Strong Talk Show. In this episode, with my trusted partner on the mic, Jesse Akister, a.k.a. She's Still Jesse from the Block, we talk to professional powerlifter, strongman, and one of the youngest strength sensations in the world, Larry Wheels. We dive into his past, present, and future, along with Talking Shop. One of the biggest things that stood out for me was how humble Larry is, down to earth and just an overall nice guy. Now we're sorry in advance for the noisy background, we really had no option but to shoot this interview in the middle of a gym. Before we get started, a big shout out to the guys at World's Ultimate Strongman, Emirates Strength and Trainer Seth for making this happen. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Project Generation Strong for all your news and updates on the company and strength in the Middle East at GenStrong Store for apparel and lifting gear, at GenStrong Media for all our latest projects and B2B services, and at The Shiro Life, our platform for strong women, empowering women. Without further ado, here's the episode. What's up, guys and girls? Welcome to another episode of the Generation Strong Talk Show. This episode is brought to you by Emirates Strength, Bush to Buy, and Recharge DXB. Uh, my name is Ray. I'm here with my trusted partner in crime, Jesse, a.k.a. J-Rod. Uh, and today, we're interviewing a man who needs no introduction, but I'm going to go ahead anyways. A pro bodybuilder, world record powerlifter, soon-to-be pro strongman, a man who walks with lions and tigers, or feeds lions and tigers, standing at six foot one. That's right. Two hundred eighty pounds. Yes, sir. Larry Wheels. How's it going, Larry? Doing good. Thanks for having me here. Thank you so much. It's, it's uh, the, the, the honor is ours. The honor is ours. Um, how's your experience been in Dubai so far? Um, like I said earlier, everything is bigger and better here in Dubai. Um, the closest thing to here would be Vegas. You were right. Uh, but this is about a hundred times bigger than Vegas. Yeah, it's much more than just the strip. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and uh, the I think it's uh, the Whisk Incubator, right? That's right. It's like bringing athletes together and, and uh, getting them to this wonderful city. And uh, how's that experience been so far? Um, so far, they put me in a five-star luxury hotel, gave me plenty of meals to eat every day. Amazing. Um, took me away from all my worries and obligations in the States, so I could focus on training here. I've been here at MN Strength. They have a facility with all the training equipment I could ever need for strongman. Amazing. Small, but everything I could need. Yeah, dude, everything. And, and uh, how's, uh, how's uh, the master himself, Mark Boyd? been treating you? He's a master and he's definitely a really great coach. Yeah, I feel like we, we're actually the same age and we uh, have a lot in common. Yeah, we have good true. chemistry. Amazing, yeah. And, yeah. and uh, I think the deadlifts are also fairly uh, competitive. That's right. Say. Both of you guys have fairly competitive deadlifts. Absolutely, like within 10 kilos. I saw that 365 for seven. I was like, holy moly. <laughs> Barefoot, no shirt on, and like, with the ever strength belt. <laughs> that was huge. Well done, man. Um, so, this incubator has been great. Um, what about, uh, what else did you guys get up to apart from feeding lions and tigers? And Apart from, I mean, that was definitely the highlight. Of the and flexing on camels? Sorry. <laughs> I love animals. So, the tigers, lions, um, there was chimpanzees and uh, orangutans. But aside from that stuff, uh, my girlfriend went skydiving. I was going to go, I was actually suited up and ready, 
and they said I can't go because the weather got really windy, so I was going to be on standby all day long. I just left. I, I was like, oh, you're too big, bro. I can't get up there. I was like, they made an exception for me. The limit is 105, but yeah. the owner was there, and she found somebody who apparently don't want to live anymore. <laughs> you like, me on. I'll take him. Yeah, I, I, yeah. The, I think the weight requirement—it's like obviously the equipment, but it's also like the instructor has to be able to control your body weight yeah. while they're falling as well as their own. So like. You want someone very experienced. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're like, uh, I don't want a guy who so, wants to die. <laughs> that said, they have to have been done a ridiculous amount of jumps to be doing that. So. Absolutely. Have you jumped before? I haven't. This would have been my first time. Oh, and I, was, I was actually in the car on the way to the airplane and they told me you got to get out. Oh, no. Oh. We've got to work that out. I, I remember speaking to one of the guys and they were like, you know what? Uh, recharge is just going to be like just random things all of a sudden just pull people out like, hey, have you ever walked to the beach with a tiger? <laughs> That's amazing. And, it's, and, you're, and you've, been, you've been one of the guys like, hey, let's go jump out on a plane. Anyways, that's awesome. Uh, food, food in Dubai. So, how are you liking the food? Dubai is known for its like cuisine and it's like really high quality food. How are you? How are you enjoying that so far? Um, it's it's amazing. I went and had dinner at this seafood restaurant at the Bergerab, Ooh, the seven star. What's it called again? It, did I say it wrong? The Bergerab? Yeah, the Bergerab. Yeah. Oh, okay. But you're close. Close enough. <laughs> as long as we're on the same page. But yeah, I had um, amazing lobster. Thor had the salted sea bass. And it's just amazing. The food is amazing. I love it. I love food. You know, and I'm not disappointed there. Amazing. Yes. Dubai for you. <laughs> um, okay. Let's uh, let's let's get into the questions. So, Larry, I would like to know a little bit about your experience being able to take this long break away um, to focus solely on training. You mentioned you'd just come from having a little break like that in Iceland. Uh, can you tell me about that experience? Well, when I was in Iceland, I was very fortunate to have um, the opportunity to train with the world's strongest man. And Thor has his own gym, specifically for strongmen. So I had um, himself, his coach, everybody was there. A huge support system for not only Thor, but myself as well. Um, in LA, uh, I just discovered a, a training hall where Martin Lisi's trains. And I only had one training session there. But before that, I was training in Zoo Culture, and then before that, in New York City, Mount Vernon. And these gyms, like the last few years, I've been very privileged to have gyms that are really well equipped. But I've never until Iceland been able to train outside of my routine, my environment, the familiar faces. And it just felt really good. Um, just everything from the scenery to the food to the accent and languages and like everything outside of the gym was mm. just like, re like invigorating like it was so refreshing that yeah. it, it affected my training as well mm. you know because I've spent up until I took this two-month um, journey in Iceland all my life in America and maybe you travel from state to state but most of it is the same mm. you know and this yeah. was just night and day from any experience I've ever had yeah. yeah. So this was that was this trip essentially has been your first time overseas. Was it? Uh, before this, I took a ten-day vacation, mm -hmm. sightseeing as a tourist um, in uh, November to Europe. I okay. just went to see Rome, Venice, nice. um, Paris. Yeah. So from that, like traveling, what was like your biggest takeaway? With, like from now, more exposure to the rest of the world. Biggest takeaway? Mm. Um, getting to experience the culture firsthand. It's nothing like watching a YouTube video, which is all I had until I actually yeah. 
like went there, you know. We see all the <laughs> biggest structures in the world, and now you actually get to live it and yeah. see how the life is. Hundred percent. Yeah. Super privileged. Like I'm grateful to have the way of making income allow me to spend two months, three months. I mean, by the time I get back in LA, I would have spent. I won't be back until May. That's four months away from home, and just amazing time. Whoop, whoop. Shout out to Recharge and uh, Emmer Strength. Yeah. That's right. So can you tell us a little bit about how you started in training and then how you've transitioned? Um, and then I'd like to know about like what motivates you to keep going. Yeah, so my background, for those who don't know my story, is I started training at 13, going to 14 years old in St. Martin. So there wasn't any English school on the island. Only one, it was private and I couldn't afford it. And all the other schools were either French or Dutch. And I wasn't gonna go to school in the junior high school without speaking the language. So I ended up spending two and a half years riding my bike every day. And after about six months on the island, not going to school, not working, I just decided, okay, I need to exert myself somehow. I had way too much energy. And then the kids I was befriending on the island, even, um, they were busy at school, you know, and had to be home. They had curfews, while I'd be out and about most of the day by myself. So after about a few months of just boredom, I decided to start lifting weights. And I started with a broomstick and cinder blocks and pull-ups, sit-ups, push-ups, that kind of stuff. And I loved it. I just it just stuck with me um, all the way until I got back to the states. And then I met a veteran who taught about powerlifting. This is when I'm going on 17, and he taught me how to do the squat, bench, and deadlift. And they only train two, three days a week, and they max out all the time. And this sounded like, this sounded amazing to me. I'm like, this is, this is, this is for me. What I was made for. What I was made for. Exactly my point. So after that, um, I fast forward to when I'm 21. Um, I got my first world record, and then the year after, my second. Uh, the first one being at 242. I second. wish life was that easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the second at 275. And then it wasn't that I got bored with powerlifting. Um, it, but when I turned 22, going 23, this is almost 10 years of training and doing the same style of training, I want to challenge myself in a new way. So I picked up bodybuilding. And for me, as a bodybuilder, you mentioned I'm a pro early. I'm not a pro yet, I'm still amateur. Uh, yeah, but I've done two shows. I won my first one. It was a really small show in California. My second one, um, I did um, nationals, and I wasn't even close to being competitive. I didn't place top 10. Um, I think there were maybe about 30 heavyweights, something like that, and I finished, I think, 12. So I have a long so road good. ahead of me. Yeah. First call. yeah. And this is the second or I think the first, one of the two most competitive national bodybuilding shows for amateur bodybuilders trying to turn pro. Yeah. So that really put me in with the Sharks and I learned yeah. that this for bodybuilding, I have many years to go before I'm a top level pro. You know? I'm gonna get to that level next. Yeah, but it's no rush for me. You know, I love, I love, I can take my time with bodybuilding. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, when it comes to, uh, let's say, uh, the, the transfer from bodybuilding to powerlifting, so if we can go back to that era when you move from like bodybuilding to powerlifting, um, what were the major carryovers and what were the major changes you um, experienced? What did you like, what did you not like? 
Okay. Bodybuilding is, uh, I feel like it's a lot more rounded and you're working every single muscle group and, and then powerlifting goes into that very like specific uh, training of squat, bench, deadlift. Uh, with bodybuilding there's much more variety. So it's not just a squat, bench, deadlift. There's, I mean my workouts would be a lot shorter though. So instead of spending two and a half, three hours in the gym, I would spend at the most 90 minutes. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, so I actually liked that change of pace. I didn't have to spend two and a half, three hours in the gym, and I'll be over my workouts very quickly. The rest periods are much shorter from maybe 10 minutes. The missus is happier. <laughs> That's true. Or maybe not, because when you're dieting for a bodybuilding show, you get very grumpy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, that could. <laughs> That could end up being worse, actually. <laughs> Happier you're in powerlifting. Nice. Yeah. You can eat whatever you want and just... In powerlifting? Pig out. Almost. In powerlifting and strongman, yeah. 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 I had two Cinnabons in the last two days. <laughs> and in bodybuilding, that's just like uh, fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, bro. Just see the pictures. That's right. Drive by Krispy Kreme and you're like... Smell it and imagine. <laughs> in Toronto, we had uh, a Cinnabon right at the subway, which I always got off at every single fucking day. And it's like, and you could smell it throughout the subway. And there was one year where I bought a Cinnabon every single day with the extra no. pecans and the, and the, and the for, a for a year. You can imagine. I went up like 25 kilos. Over and I was in the fitness industry. So I'm like this fat big guy. Well, I'm bulking, bro. I'm bulking. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> just not a good thing, but Cinnabon now. Yeah. Well, good to meet another fellow Cinnabon. Yeah. It's a guilty pleasure, bro. It's a guilty pleasure. Um, okay. Um, so, um, as a fellow powerlifter, raised powerlifter as well. Uh, no, 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 so no, want to no. be powerlifter. I, I want to be. I want to be powerlifter. <laughs> so, uh, what would your advice be to like other people who want to get into the sport around powerlifting specifically? Well, what stopped me from, uh, I want to say making progress and when I ran into my plateaus and hit walls is when I got hurt mm -hmm. and injury prevention um, definitely should be a priority for a new powerlifter and to know how to properly and not I mean you're not going to be perfect but do your best to find a coach who can give you hands on and he can really break down your technique with squat bench and deadlift so you don't get hurt because I think a lot of new powerlifters or maybe people thinking about getting into powerlifting fear getting a big injury like you know whether it's like hurting their back or their yeah. knees and that won't happen if you properly do this stuff. Yeah. tip number one get a coach <laughs> actually get a coach <laughs> definitely get a coach because yeah. once i got a coach i just started being on a steady mm -hmm. incline you know yeah. stopped getting hurt i, st I started um, winning powerlifting needs and started breaking records and had so much more confidence in my training i didn't have plateaus or walls anymore Every time I did the hypertrophy strength peaking phase, I made progress. Yeah. And it was just the best decision I made. Amazing. Yeah. Um, question, quick question on powerlifting. Are you still uh, benching? I'm still benching, but now it's used as an accessory to the lot. Yeah, because we're, like a lot of the strongmen don't really bench too much or a lot. And I was like, ah, what happened to that bench at 610, right? 610 in competition, so, yeah. So I was like, well, 610 bench. <laughs> it's doing okay. Yeah. Um, the lot press is the bench press of strongman, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh, I've heard. <laughs> four, four, 440, right? So, yeah. Today, um, maybe 465. We'll see. Ooh. Yeah, it's a big day today. See, that's a dun-dun-dun moment. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, dude, we're, I'm definitely watching that. Well, by um, the time you guys watch this video, you'll know whether or not it got Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's already got his thing rolling. Anyways, um, okay, what if we, oh, let's talk about the transition to strongman now. Okay. Um, A, what motivated you? I know you want to be the strongest man in the world. Uh, and the best looking guy. Who <laughs> doesn't? <laughs> what, 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 was the, what was the major motivation and uh, what were the biggest changes you made from powerlifting to strongman in that realm? Right, so this would have to go back to when I first got into powerlifting. I was also learning about strongman, but the strongman who were at the top at that time was Brian Shaw, just giants among men and me being only six foot one at the time maybe 230 I was like there's just no way I'm gonna be able to ever be um, even a top 10 pro strongman I was just too small that's what I, that's what I thought at the time you know as a 17 year old yeah and then uh, a couple years ago no last year at Iron Addicts Thor we worked out in Vegas and he told me hey come to Iceland and I'll train you for two months and I'll teach you strongman. And then I let that sit and marinate for a few months and then I decided to take him up on his offer. And I thought, who better to learn strongman from than the current most strongest man? Can you imagine Thor? I'll teach you a strongman. You come. I was like, I wish that ever happened to me. I wish, I wish that ever happened to me. If you were at that gym at the time, you, know? you could have been in that conversation. You know? The little brown guy, he's like, you know, I'd go do my accounts <laughs> or something on those lines. Um, sorry, continue. And. Now, I think realistically, a uh, podium finish at the world's strongest man or world's ultimate strongman is something within my sights. Being the number one world's strongest man, um, I still have a lot of progress to make before I can say that's realistic. Um, I don't wanna, I'm like that's reaching for the stars right now. Um, strongman each year is getting more competitive. The guys are getting bigger and they're getting stronger. I mean, Eddie Bryan, and that's right. Thor's <laughs> <laughs> getting stronger. <laughs> and he'd be my competition, right? I mean, who? I mean, it's him. Um, Eddie retired. Yeah. Brian Shaw, right? And then now Matthias Kowalski, Lisi, Kowalski, and Lises. The, yeah. the smallest one of the guys I mentioned is 350. Yeah. <laughs> and you're sitting at like 280. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. Exactly. It's, it's going to be tough. There's a lot of Cinnabons involved. That's right. A lot of Cinnabons involved, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure to have one every day whenever I try. Toronto. Young and ugly subway station. So, on diet, like, how has it changed now that you're in Strongman? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it, like, is it more similar to what you were doing when you were powerlifting, or you're not worried about weight classes now, so? Uh, it's... Almost identical to powerlifting, just staying in calorie surplus. Because mm -hmm. even in powerlifting, I was still trying to be my biggest and heaviest. Um, with strongman, though, the pressure is even higher and, and stronger because now it's not like I, I have to gain just maybe five kilos and I can maybe drop a couple, break a record. Now I have to gain at least 20 kilograms. Mm. I have to eat much more. It takes a lot more work in the kitchen than in powerlifting because the goals are a lot harder mm. yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah, they're big. Yeah, and there's literally no excuses. Exactly. Do yeah. you cook much for yourself? Sorry. Do you do much of the cooking yourself? Uh, my girlfriend helps out a lot with that. Um, I also use meal prep companies. I don't cook at all, to be honest. I put something in the microwave or make a shake, and that's about as fancy as I guess. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh. I, I have an Indian mom. Okay, I get all the food in the world. Uh, ben can attest. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> uh, questions with uh, training with Thor. So, it's, uh, how has that experience been so far? What has uh, what is 
What's the biggest thing that stood out when, well, maybe even like hanging with Thor and even training with him? Right, um, Thor is definitely a gentle giant, and his family and friends are even more gentle and generous. Uh, he has the most supportive system that I've ever seen from another athlete. Uh, when you go to his gym, Thor's power gym, you see his mom, his dad is there, uh, his nephews and nieces and his sisters, um, his closest friends he grew up with for 10 years, they're all there. And they're all helping him put the equipment together, helping rack his weights and even wiping the sweat off his forehead. Wow. They're just like Team Thor all the it's way. Amazing. Every day. So Every day. And it's just um, really warm, heartwarming to see that and be a part of that because it rubbed off onto me. They're helping me just as much as Thor. And he's a, I mean, sure, there was a small language barrier, but I understood him most of the time, and he's a great coach as well as an athlete. So, um, with the with the whole trip here, like, have you been on a different program, like with the Emirates Strength Program, or are you still with, you're with the Australian Strength Coach? I was or working, or, or? Um, actually right now, I was working, sorry, I'm working with Australian Strength Coach, yeah. and when I got to um, Doris Power Gym, I was working with him as well, so I've been with him for about three months now. Yes. Yeah. And training here has been great, you got everything you need? Absolutely, there's nothing in this gym that's not here. <laughs> the man has provided everything? That's right, Mark is the man, the Mark. provider. <laughs> the provider. <laughs> um, I'd like to talk a little bit about your like competitive mindset. like. Um, when you're preparing for a competition, what are the mindset, um, like, what are you, strategies are you using to make sure that you're in the right mindset to compete? Um, and then, what sort of challenges do you, have you found or things you've learned in all of in your years of competing? Maybe strategies that worked for you really well, or? Uh, really focusing on myself, because strongman, bodybuilding, um, Powerlifting, it's really just you up there when it's time to compete. And <clears throat> it sometimes are lacking motivation, or maybe um, on a big lift, on a day where you have a really big lift and you get fired up, and it may help to look at what other people are doing. But ultimately, it just comes down to what you're doing and being better than you were yesterday. Um, and I just have a checklist I go off like, am I eating all my meals? And am I doing my mobility work before? Am I properly warming up? And am I, um, is my technique on point? You know, and I'll, I'll replay videos of. Um, my workout like every day to make sure everything's on point and um, that's really helped me come a long way. I say uh, just focusing on yourself and just being the best version of you I think is a mindset I work for everybody. Yeah. yeah. And then so when you're on the day of a competition um, and you're in that environment obviously the there's a lot of I guess you call it stress that goes on in that situation. Um, and testosterone. From my own experience and a, a lot of my um, sort of elite lifter friends, they have sort of different things that they'll do to sort of keep themselves in that correct mental state so that they can perform on the day. Like what do you do to stop people to like distractions on the day? Do you like listen to specific music? Do you have like a routine that you go through? Like. Uh, for me, I try to keep everything pretty lighthearted. Uh, the more serious I feel, the more serious I get, um, it can actually be kind of productive because then my anxiety really rises, my nervousness rises, I get the shakes, um, I start to almost forget what I was training, um, what I was training for, so maybe my technique would suffer. I had an incident at the current the first time I went where I got nervous 
Um, and I just dive by my third attempt squat and tore my quad. Something I never do in training, yeah. Yeah. but I was just getting nervous and all riled up, really just anxious. And I thought changing something last minute was the right thing to do. And it wasn't, it never is. So, it's true. <laughs> I, I listen to you. <laughs> when it comes to competition day, just do what you've been doing in training. Because at that day, like you can't change anything. Nothing you change will make it better. It's true. You know, so that's probably the best piece of advice I can give for game day. And um, just, it's okay to laugh with your friends and your coach and to just have a lighthearted mood, but just turn that switch on when you're walking up to the weight, you know? Yeah. 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 Nice. And what about, uh, what about uh, when we talk about uh, rest and recovery, right? Um, I know you are a big advocate of uh, taking, in the beginning you weren't, and then, uh, then you were just a very big advocate of taking some rest and doing something more on the recovery lines. What do you, what do you generally prefer when it comes to recovery, like massage or uh, saunas, or what's your go-to? Um, when I'm really feeling beat up, by fall hot and cold. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a better anti-inflammation on the planet. I've taken tons of ibuprofen and leave, and uh, nothing compares to hot and cold. Hot <laughs> and yeah. For sure. Nice. Okay. Um, how many? So your program right now. Uh, how many rest days are you, do you have? And how many? How many training days? Four training, three rest. Wow. Yeah. Four training, three rest. You find that the best, the perfect mix right now? Yeah. Right now, for sure. Four day, four training days. Um, three rest days is. I've been doing that for Pauly and Shawman, and it just seems to be. I, I can't have any more training days than that because then I won't recover. But with bodybuilding, it's different. I can go seven days, even twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> I think the big, yeah. biggest tip to biggest tip to youngsters today would be that is that take your rest days. I should listen to that advice too. I keep telling him he doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just the the nervous system fatigue when you're doing those big lifts more than four times a week. Like it, I tried for a while doing five and it killed me. So <laughs> it quickly catches up to you. For yeah. Sure. Especially when you're as old as I am. <laughs> I never had to cover my white hair. Uh, um, any PRs you're looking to smash in the future? In the near future, sorry. In the near Apart future. from the 465 today? Apart from that, um, I want to smash a big deadlift after the log. Yeah. I have my eyes set on about 9.25 to 9.30ish. So that'd be like a 25-30 pound PR for me. Beyond that, um, I'm just focusing on my next competition after the which will be Wednesday in July. And I got to see all the events there are there. And I know one is a big deadlift, a big log. So, yeah. Um, I heard that you're a fan of manga and gaming. Right, yeah. Yeah. I did a little research. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm actually. Like, I've just started to be introduced to this because my fat flatmate is a huge fan. So, uh, of gaming and comics, she would have no idea who you were. <laughs> she keeps saying, like, athletes walk into the house and she's like, am I supposed to know them? Uh, um, so, I'd like to know your recommendations. What are, what are your favorite um, favorites at the moment? Anime? Yeah. At the moment. Well, to anyone who has a team one punch man, that's definitely first on the list you have to check off. Punch man. Um, and then My Hero Academia, I didn't care for too much, but everyone I speak to loves that show. Mm -hmm. So that's another one. And another favorite of mine, 
would be um, Hunter x Hunter. I love Hunter x Hunter like three times over. For real anime fans, three times over is nothing. There's 152 episodes, so that you can definitely get lost in that. 152, that's pretty good. <laughs> if you've watched 152 episodes three times, that's silly. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and favorite game? Favorite game. Uh, definitely cry for sure. Definitely cry. Yeah, just complete no FIFA's. No FIFA's. No sports games at all. Not for me. Not for me. <laughs> just take your mind away from everything. And just like dive in fantasy world. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, some questions from the uh, crowd around us. So uh, our cameraman uh, Ben took the liberty of posting this on, on uh, Starting Strongman okay. uh, yesterday that we're going to interview. So we have, uh, we'll just go for a couple of questions. This sure. comes in from, I don't know how to pronounce the first name. Bo. Bo Judd. Um, I would like to ask him where he sees himself in five years from now. He's already pushing 440 in the log. He just started Strongman Implements. What's his main goal? Is it to compete and win World Strongest Man, obviously? We already know that. Uh, is it to break the world record in deadlift, break the log press record? I just want to know his number one fantasy when it comes to achievements and competition. Fantasy. Yeah. Well, if it comes down to fantasy, breaking all the records. I mean, who wouldn't? If I the fantasy, it could be anything I want, right? Yeah. But realistically, I think breaking a live press record is something I think that can be done within five years. Um, the deadlift record is a pretty lofty goal. I can't say I'm anywhere near 500 kilograms right now. So it breaks my heart, but I don't think it's going to happen. Shoot. Five years. That's the rate you're going, like 465 today on the log, I think. Yeah. Jesus, I don't know what's coming up. Yeah. Take a longevity in the sport. And just, imagine yeah. he gets to like 350 pounds. What's going to happen then? That's uh, true. If I, get, when I get heavy, if I get when I when I get that heavy, then I'll change my mindset. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. going to be a whole new ball game. <laughs> um, next question comes in from Vladimir Vermagnuson. Ask him why he thinks people hate on him so much when he's incredibly kind to everyone. He he's uh, not cocky. He's not arrogant, and he doesn't talk shit about others. <laughs> well, I have to disagree with him. I think only maybe five, even less than five percent of people who tune into me hate on me. I think I have an overwhelming amount of supporters and people who are positive across my social media. And very rarely do I have anyone, on, at least on my page, that I see that's um, hating on me or going against me or being negative. Maybe if I go on someone else's page, yeah. I'll see a couple comments about somebody disliking like me, having the opportunity to do a strong man and yeah. things like that. Yeah. But it's such a small percentage that I don't see it as like, I have so much. You're huge for the sport, man. You're huge for the sport, especially coming from different genres and being lighter than everyone else and smashing numbers like 440 in the log and 465 Like that's a great, it's great for the publicity yeah. of the sport as well. Yeah, inspiration um, for all the young kids out there too. And like, then, yeah, when it, I know my perception is that when people are hating like that, it's purely jealousy. Success breeds yeah. hate. <laughs> Success breeds hate, right? You gotta let the haters do the job. They exactly. have a job to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I think next question comes in from a local named Allah. Um, he's a comedian of sorts. Uh, his question was, when you, after Strongman, are you going to take on CrossFit? <laughs> yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take it on. I don't know for how long, but maybe just a month to see what it's like. I can help you with that. <laughs> right, you're the person I need to talk yeah, to. She's, yeah, she's the CrossFit hybrid powerlifting, like kick, anyone, kick anyone's ass kind of person. 
Uh, you have like an oxygen mask ready just in case. Yeah. So you can get very intense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Try not to kill you the first day. <laughs> she's, she's not, yeah, she's a pretty face, but then when it comes to that, she's like, stern as hell. Um, next question, which is the last question, we'll get our cameraman, Ben, to ask that question. You had one last one about the bread. I'm like, Ben, get in the frame. Let's ask that question. Get in on this. Can you, yeah. like, it's gonna be a little bit awkward. Like, can, be awkward. can you make it more awkward? <laughs> no, let's let's not do that. Um, so question from one of the <laughs> question from one of the fans actually, more of a joke question. Actually there's two questions I'd like to ask. Okay. One, um, the glasses is your signature now. I actually was uh, gonna make a little T-shirt with a silhouette of just a black Jack dude uh, with some white glasses on. Yeah, we were but thinking there. Right? Yeah, we were yeah. thinking of that. That's clever. Yeah. yeah. Ideas for your marketing guy. Um, but why do you always train with them? Have you ever considered contact lenses? Like people are saying, like, oh, I thought training glasses was my thing. Now Larry Wheels comes along with his jacket, and, you know, handsome looking in his glasses. Well. For a long time, if you haven't noticed, I'm always trying to be like, squinting and everything. And I just got tired of it. And I tried contacts. And the thing is, I've had bad eyesight for as long as I can remember it, but I was too stubborn to wear glasses. And I hated the process of taking them in, putting them on, taking them out. So I was like, you know what? Screw glasses and contacts. I'd rather be half blind. And that's what I did for a long time. But I got, I got old. and. Um, I smartened up, I got glasses, and I mean, they never fall off during training. I feel more, everything is um, just more precise. Like, I, my hand placement is always exactly where I want it. Well, you know, glasses on, like, it might be slightly <laughs> off, you know? Yeah. It's a bit blurry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's heavier than that side. It definitely oh, helps. Did you miss load weights oh, a lot? Like, <laughs> I missed the point five. I missed the point five. <laughs> All right, last silly question to end the day. You like PB and J sandwiches? I love them, yeah. Crust on or crust off? Crust off. Crust off? Yeah, with banana slices. Oh! Interesting. PB and J with banana slices. PB and J with banana? Yeah. Crust off. That's the Larry. <laughs> Perfect. Right. On that bombshell, anything you would like to add, Larry? Uh, just that you guys have been great. Yeah, it's all the right questions. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. And thank you so much for doing this. It's a total honor. And uh, being a total sport with all the funny, silly questions. Um, we really appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for being in Dubai. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank, thank you. you. Guys, hope you enjoyed that episode. Stay strong and stay hangry.